Welcome to the Market Leaders Podcast, where you'll find valuable business development and marketing insights from legal innovators. Hello, and welcome back to the Market Leaders Podcast. I'm David Ackert, and today I'm here with Lindsay McReynolds, who is the Chief Client Relations Officer at Schwabi, Williamson & Wyatt. In her role, Lindsay is responsible for client relationship building, business development coaching, proposal development, industry groups, client feedback programs, client service teams, competitive analysis, marketing strategy, corporate communications, and event strategy at the firm. Lindsay, it's great to have you with us. Thanks. Great to be here. So tell us a little bit about Schwabi. Yeah. So Schwabi is the second largest law firm in Oregon. We have 170 attorneys across seven offices. Our next largest office is in Seattle, Washington. About 18 months ago, we restructured the firm around six key industries and as a result have fundamentally changed the way that we deliver legal services. So we are no longer organized in the traditional model by practice, but by these six industry groups, which is really unique for a law firm of Schwabi's size. What are the six groups? Six groups are healthcare, manufacturing, natural resources, real estate and construction, technology, and ports and maritime which are the you know, six industries which are economic drivers in Washington and Oregon. Makes perfect sense. So what inspired this shift from a practice-centric infrastructure to an industry-centric one? Great question. Really, what, what kicked it off was about four years ago, I guess roughly now, the firm started its succession planning process. And in those conversations about identifying the next leader for the firm, the task force and the firm as a whole decided they really wanted to dust off and and reinvigorate the firm's strategic plan to understand what that leader needs to look like and what skills they would need to have to help the firm achieve that. And so the firm underwent a pretty massive strategic planning process. We hired an outside consultant. We interviewed all attorneys and all professional staff at the firm. We interviewed clients. We interviewed community leaders in all seven of our markets. And we asked them a number of questions. We got a lot of really good feedback, as I'm sure you can imagine. And in response to our client feedback, we heard that our clients really across the region are working really fast to respond to changing marketplace that they operate in. As a result of really direct client feedback, we decided to fundamentally shift the way that we serve our clients. You know, we know it's not enough today to offer high-quality legal representation, but the value is really in that industry knowledge. And so we reorganized the firm around six distinct industry focuses. Prior to that, we had 30 plus industries listed on our website and at least half as many uh, practice groups as I'm sure you can imagine. This was a massive shift for the firm. So it came about in part because of your succession planning exercise and because of the client feedback makes sense. Congratulations on being responsive to client feedback in such a meaningful way. How has this shifted the impact on business development at the firm? Well, as I'm sure you can imagine, it's had a pretty major shift on business development and really just the operations of the firm as a whole. The first thing we did when the firm adopted this new approach and and restructured accordingly was we restructured the client relations department and hired three extremely talented industry group managers. Each of our IGMs works with two industry groups, and they really serve as the chief of staff for those groups. And it's been really interesting to watch them help these groups grow. So they have been there with the group leaders and the group members from day one. 
helping them understand the industry and do a SWOT analysis and understand what the client issues really are. So they are deeply ingrained with the industries and are helping the leaders structure the groups and structure how we work with clients and how we can deliver services to our clients based on our industry knowledge. So that has just been incredible to watch. Each attorney at the firm was asked to select a major industry and a minor industry, almost like being back in school. They spend significant time, and there is a requirement that they spend significant time, and they're happy to do it, immersing themselves in the industry. We do um, something called an industry institute. We have client tours. We have industry leaders come in and speak to us. We have a pretty robust education platform for each of our six industries. Talk to me a little bit about how this has affected your approach in targeting. I imagine you've got industry-centric targets and pipelines running that are parallel to the six industry groups themselves. We do. Yeah. So within our industries, um, each industry meets regularly. Most of them meet at least monthly. We conduct pipeline meetings where the group goes around and talks about the work that we're doing for particular clients within those industries, things that they're seeing, things that they're hearing, trends, concerns. But we maintain an active pipeline where we look at a particular company and their needs and how we fit those needs. We do a relationship map. We really try to understand how we can collaborate with that client and offer them a service or a solution that is much greater than something that just one of our attorneys can offer, but something that the group as a whole can offer. We really want to approach them in a way where we're adding value and not just saying, hey, you know, use us for IP or use us for this or use us for that, but we're rather taking it back into the industry and saying, okay, what can we all collaboratively provide as a solution for this client? How often are you having these pipeline management meetings? Each of our six groups handles it a little bit differently, but I'd say on average they're monthly. And then we've got smaller, what I'll call core groups that meet weekly. And do you find that that gives the lawyers enough touch points to maintain momentum? You know, I would say no. I would say we probably need to be doing it more often. I'm sure that anyone who's run a pipeline meeting before, we've all been in that situation where you you put it up on the screen and you go around the room and you get ready to capture what everyone's done since the last meeting and it's radio silence. That's a really slippery slope because as soon as that happens, it makes it okay for people to come unprepared to the meetings. So our IGMs do a fair amount of prep work to um, remind people if you know if the meetings are only monthly, they're peppering them up, you know throughout that month. So that when we get to those meetings, that doesn't happen. We, I really feel like that's a slippery slope. And the pipeline process is newer because the groups have been so focused on the educational platform, but it's, it's something we're really excited about. So I imagine your IDMs are picking up uh, their own learning curve as the firm implements this initiative. What impact have you noticed uh, that it's had on them as professionals? It's been tremendous. So my one of my favorite things to them, and I'm sure that they're really sick of hearing me say this, is that you can't you can't get this at Harvard Business School. I mean, this is a real life case study that we're that we're living, that they're living. Right. So given that the firm adopted this strategic plan and we have the ability to redo our brand and our website at the same time, which was just a really neat opportunity to have that visual representation 
of the strategic plan, the client relations department across both our BD folks and our Marcom folks have really been at the front lines of delivering this part of our strategy. So we have really had to develop skills that I think are probably fairly unique. Our team is really working with the firm as it as it moves along the bell curve to adopting this. It's been really interesting to work through resistance and to work through fear of change and to really be at the cutting edge of maintaining momentum and a sense of urgency around this. I think empathy is um, is a skill that, that our team has really honed in terms of understanding what everyone has on their plate and what else is going on. And acting as a business advisor is a really big one. So I think sometimes um, marketing departments uh, you know, they get requests and they respond to requests and that's the way that the flow of information goes. That is just not not the case here. Our team is out in the arena with our attorneys. They are attending the industry conferences. They are learning. They are failing. They're doing this all together. And so they really are ambassadors for the firm's strategy. And I think they're doing an exceptional job at modeling the way. So for instance, they are all involved in industry associations for the industries that our clients are in, and they are creating connections and adding value for our our clients. So it's been really, really cool and really not your typical role. So it takes a really unique person, and we are very lucky to have the, the three very talented people we do. Well, it sounds like this industry-centric shift has created some great opportunities for professional development among your team. I'm curious to know where you go for innovation, inspiration? How do you sharpen the saw, as it were, personally? Yeah. Um, well, you know, I probably go a lot of places that other folks would imagine. You know, I think LMA and the Harvard Business Review, um, I think those are, are great. Um, I think the place, though, that I find some of the most inspiration is our clients. So I conduct our client service interviews with our managing partner. We have a script for those, but we rarely, rarely stay on script. They're fairly organic. And inevitably, we learn something about an issue that they're facing or a disruptive force in their industry, and we ask them where they go for business information. And so I find that very helpful. Also, being based in um, the Pacific Northwest, we have some of the most customer client-centric companies headquartered here, like Nordstrom, Amazon, and that kind of just comes with the culture of doing business in the Pacific Northwest. It's really neat to go to the various local business events and hear from leaders at Amazon, Nordstrom, um, you know, Costco, so on and so forth. So I find that to be very inspirational. And then I think beyond that, I um, I tend to look outside of legal. I think I mentioned I came from accounting. So I'll, I'll look there and the various accounting associations, but also I think magazines like Fast Company and Wired. I find those to be really, really interesting. Yeah, I agree with you. I never hear Wired or Fast Company listed among the resources on these podcasts, but I subscribe to both those magazines, and I often uh, glean insights that translate uh, to certainly legal business development or at least advancements in technology, and that, you know, those are some perhaps uh, underutilized resources for those of us who have a passion for this topic. I find them very helpful and um, it's a good reminder of the world outside of legal, I guess. (laughs) That's right. It's what our clients are reading more often than not, right? So it's good to have a finger on that pulse. 
Well, Lindsay, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks so much for uh, talking a little bit about the evolution of your firm. It sounds like it's going in a really exciting direction and it's affording all kinds of opportunities, both on the business front and on the uh, professional development front for your lawyers and your team and yourself. I wish you continued success with it. And uh, I look forward to hearing where Schwabi is a year from now. I imagine as you continue in this trajectory, you'll have more exciting news to share. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much. This was fun. Thank you for listening to the Market Leaders Podcast. For more business development resources, visit ackertinc.com.